Hey guys, welcome back to Classic Sundays. I'm here with Lena and Chantel, and this week we watched Plan 9 from Outer Space. Um, this 1959 sci-fi horror movie is about the residents of California's San Fernando Valley um, who are under attack by flying saucers from outer space. The aliens led by Eros and his assistant Tana intend to conquer the planet by resurrecting corpses in a Hollywood cemetery. Um, the Living Dead, a cape-wearing ghoul, a vampire, and a slow-footed cop who was killed by his nosiness, stalk curious humans who wander into the cemetery looking for evidence of the UFOs. So, let's just get into it. Lena, I believe this is your movie, so you can go ahead. So, plot Excuse is bizarre. Plot <laughs> Wait, is- plot. <laughs> You're going to hear that. I found an ant and I just murdered it, but you're definitely going to hear the slaps from it. So. Okay. Sorry, Lena. Again. <laughs> but, okay. I didn't want to make a list of, I have to edit that out. That's fine. All right, go ahead. So this movie, I mean, the plot's basically from outer space um, as well. I, I liked it. I don't know how much that says about me as someone who watches movies but I actually kind of liked it the plot's kind of way out of there but it's you can tell it's a budget film mind you I wasn't able to finish the whole thing I didn't have time um, between Alita's birthday and everything else um, but from what I did watch I really did enjoy the movie the plot the whole thing it's one of those movies you watch just to watch you know you don't have to be you need to actually pay attention because like I had to rewind it I could didn't get it the first time around but other than that it was I don't know I thought it was a pretty good movie you know the plot is exactly what Alyssa read out it's grave robbing aliens which the title apparently did used to be Grave robbers from outer space, and they changed it to Plan Nine from outer space. So, well, I in the was... beginning, um, that guy that narrates, he literally said this movie is about uh, people from outer space robbing graves. Yeah, like, and he, that's he why I was really confused. And that's why I was very confused. I'm like, why is it called Plan Nine from outer space then? And it's because that was Plan Nine was the plan that the aliens were yeah the mission the mission like that was the name of it but um i don't i thought it i thought it was a pretty decent movie for you know being a very clearly budget film how about you guys i literally said the budget of this movie has to be low like five minutes into this movie and even like maybe 10 minutes into this movie or not even 10 minutes I think it was halfway through already where I was like I just did not understand the plot I was very confused we get um into the like movie where it's at a, a man's wife's funeral and then he then later dies by I guess I'm assuming he gets hit by a car because of he was walking off his lawn and then he gets like all that and then he gets buried in a, a set like a, a mausoleum well she got buried in the grave and then someone made a comment about that and then his wife looked super young and this man looked hella old and i was like is this dracula and his like wife or something that's what i thought <laughs> like her name actually is vampira oh really yeah that's the actress like the one that was like like super stiff like a, a, a dummy yeah. like i don't I know thought why it was vampira Oh, yeah, Vampira. Yeah, that's her name. Like Or Vampira. I don't know how to say it, but her name is basically Vampire. And it, I thought that was kind of funny. 
Um, and then what? Like it's just her eyebrows it, were on point. It, it was an interesting movie. It was. She's very pretty. I watched the colored version. I don't know about you guys. Um, so it was kind of nice to see like the way that it was situated. But there's a lot of plot holes in this movie for me. Um, I was I was very much dragging through trying to watch this um but i feel like the end of the movie was definitely like politically driven um it's basically the reason why they came down to earth to take over the dead people and try to kill like the living was because us humans were getting into like war um fair like we started off with like a sparkler and then we started off with a bomb and now we're in atomic bombs and now apparently america was trying to make like a, a bomb using the sun rays and they're like you guys are just gonna murder everyone and you guys have such prim- premature brains that we're just trying to help you stop the situation and then they also brought in god at the end as well where they're like may god like have mercy on your souls or something like that and they're like you believe in god and they're like of course we believe in god so I felt like this was very politically driven and very like here's a hint of like God at the end of the movie and I was I just I did not understand that I that came out of like a left field so it was just a very over like the, over the like everywhere this movie was everywhere like there was no direct plot and I just I don't know I was very I was pulling teeth watching this movie this movie might might beat Gremlins I'm still debating on it. <laughs> unlike how much i I just i wasn't a fan of it i think some of these old movies too like at the very end i feel like there's sometimes the directors were made to put some sort of political statement or religious statement in there which is why like when we watch some of these movies we're like where did this come out of like nowhere yeah i was like confused yeah post-production they'll make them redo stuff. Like, I remember when I was reading Julie Andrews' book, mm-hmm. it gave a lot more insight into, like, how directors are also, like, directed by Hollywood. And especially around that time period, a lot of time directors didn't have much choice on how they um, they did in produ- post-production. Like, the people who invested money in the film weren't the ones telling them what to do. And it could have been that like, they wanted to have some sort of statement in there too i don't know just a theory for this film there's there's a fun fact regarding that a little bit later and i think that that definitely that your reasoning as far as like the person paying the money is the one that drives like some of the things that happen in the film that's i feel like that's definitely the case with this movie yeah because like any kind of religious anything usually is driven by an investor not the actors or the directors because in filmmaking religious movies mm, it's kind of one of those very touchy subject it's very it gets very political very quickly and there's very few religious movies joseph and his uh color like thing yeah and then it was moses the movie with uh moses leaving uh get it and the Jewish people leaving Egypt, I forget the name. Um, that film was one of the few that you have the the major three the major three, I guess you could call them monotheistic religions kind of agreeing on a bunch of different stuff. But usually it's very divisive and people are never happy if any of it, unless it's potentially satire like um, that one. That one, Life of Brian, which is a good movie, by the way. 
it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, this movie was just, I don't know. How do you feel, Chantel? Um, I'm going to have to agree with you, Alyssa. I felt like this movie was all over the place. And actually, I felt <laughs> like it was very flat. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like it was, it was difficult for me to get into. And I feel like it, it just didn't hold my attention. And I, it was, I, I wouldn't even say this one was, I know that the, I know that this is kind of like a cult movie. <laughs> That's not a secret, but I, th- this one was, this one was hard to get to get through for me. And I didn't find it very memorable. And I wasn't a huge fan of the plot. And I, I don't think I'm going to really remember this movie. Like if I, the, the titles brought up, I might remember like, Oh, aliens and grave robbers, but I don't know. This one was not, this was not a movie. It's not like I think it would have been better if it was shorter. It's already an hour hour long only. It's not even, it's already short. It's only like an hour and maybe 19 minutes long. So it's not even an hour and a half. It's already a really short movie. So that's yeah. why, like, I feel like... I, feel I just like the, wasn't a fan of the plot. Like, I, I, think I didn't the writing I wasn't buy good. into it. I could definitely see, like, why this could be a cult classic. I just, for me, the writing wasn't that great. And I feel like with no. them talking to each other, it felt very, like, stiff. It felt like and very, like, this was the first time any of these people were acting. Like, it, it just didn't... Most cult classic movies... I feel like, or even just classic movies in general, I feel like they really have like notable lines, like in the script that really stick out. Mm-hmm. And for this one, I, I didn't. Re- there weren't, there weren't like any like notable lines, in my opinion, or like funny like satire like lines that really just kind of stuck out. And like, oh, you know, like you could you could make reference to it later in like a conversation, and make reference to Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, I, I I didn't feel any of that. I didn't feel like this. I felt like the script could have been significantly better. But I would even start way back at just the plot in general before the script is even written. I just feel like for me, like the plot, like could have the plot's okay. It's the way that the actors, like Delivered. I didn't think the the script, like them talking, their dialogue was not great for me. And I felt like maybe the dialogue was a little bit better and the acting was a little bit better. It could have been a better movie. I feel like maybe if they remade it, it would be a pretty good movie. I understand why it's a cult classic. I, I can't see why. It just for me, like, I would never want to watch it again. You know, like, yeah, it's like, so- I understand why it's a cult classic. I could see I can get into it. But this is just not a movie that like, I would ever be like, yeah, I, I, so- I enjoyed it. A critic wrote of Ed Wood, the director, mm-hmm. that the script seems to aim, and this is something I do agree with because I did notice that with this film, it aims at being an epic film, a genre typically requiring a big budget from a major film studio, and he made it with minimal financial resources, underscoring one of the qualities of his work, which is that his ideas tend to be too expensive to film, yet he tries to film them anyway. Yeah. And his failed efforts give the film a peculiar charm. Um, you know, grand melodrama, but it was on a minuscule budget. And 
the theater of the absurd, absurd, where characters acting as buffoons, nonsense, verbosity, and dialogue, dreamlike and fantasy imagery, hints of allegory, and a narrative structure where continuity is consistently undermined. And I could definitely see this movie being like a hallmark in the theater of the absurd. But yeah, that's why I like it's. I could definitely understand why the cult classic is attached to this movie. And then I understand why, like, when you said, like, he he makes a film above his budget. I feel like if he did have a higher budget, this movie probably would have been amazing. Like, very much a classic, not just a cult classic. But because he didn't have that budget, I felt like it just, it fell flat in, like, in the aspect of, like, the dialogue and then the actors. It just, they didn't have much to work with. And it's, you know, it makes sense why it wasn't, like, the best for me. Yeah. You know? But I feel like regardless regardless of budget, though, I feel like the script could have been written better because I feel like, I I mean, granted, budget goes into, like, who is writing this script as well. But I feel like there's a lot that could have been tidied up with the script which would have also played into what the plot was and all that and a lot of the budget issues that he was having would have you know we we understand that he can't hire like the best actors and actresses we understand that the scenery can't be the best we understand that like the filming like the ca- the camera types and all that like those things those visual effects and the personnel involved would be part of that budget but i still feel like this movie was lacking and its plot and its script and i feel like that's the basis of every movie and i feel like for that reason even if he had a bigger budget to hire better actors or actresses or increase like the um the this you know the the props and the location they're filming and the type of cameras that they're using and whatnot. Even with that, I still think that this movie would have fallen flat for me. Honestly, I think that the, the actors did fine. And I think that like the background and all of that was also fine. Like, yes, it was a budget very clearly, like from the first shot of the plane, yeah, but we I think the script had been tighter. It could have gone into the true classic category instead of being in the cult classic category because um, then it would have had, there would have been that that really like memorable script like you mentioned. I actually Versus- thought that the um, the background and like the, I thought that was actually pretty cute. You know, I think that's what made me like not completely write off the movie is because the the scenes um not the scenes but like the the setting that he like put in with like the just like it I don't know like because it was so cheap it made it like cute to me and that's why I kind of liked it and was like yeah I'm not a big fan of the script but I do like kind of enjoy how this is almost like a a backyard type of like movie yeah that your your kid might make in like middle school and like, I don't know. I just I thought that that was very cute to me, at least. Um, the other thing too that I found out through looking at the uh, looking at some information about the film, apparently, it in this film helped introduce the notion of the government and military conspiracy covering up information and documented UFO sighti- sightings, <laughs> which at that time period was there was the emergence and the 
thought starting to form of a UFO conspiracy theory. So that tells you how old the UFO conspiracy theory kind of is. Um, Mm. And I could definitely see the distrust of the government underlying theme throughout the whole film. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Mm -hmm. That seems to be kind of common for this era of films or, you know, sometimes these indie movies are a little bit more willing to have implications or like the underlying theme of don't trust the government kind of thing or don't trust everything they say on like big budget films. And I feel like it definitely had that kind of undertone to it too. No, that's why I definitely agree with that. That's why at the end when I was like, this is like very much a cop. I mean, not a cop, but like a... Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's interesting. It didn't work with the rest of the the underlying tones of the movie (laughs) yeah at the end it's like wait a second but yeah so i guess we want to go into our ratings then let's do it all right lena it's your movie so you can go first i give this movie like a solid three and a half to four you know like you said it's a great movie to watch in your backyard at the end of it, like on a Saturday night kind of thing with some popcorn and some friends. I think mm-hmm. it's that kind of movie. Um, it's not something that's going to blow anyone away, but it's a pretty decent movie to watch otherwise. I think for me, I'm going to have to give it a two. Um, higher than I, Gremlins. It is <laughs> higher than Gremlins. Yes. And, but I'll get into it. Well, I guess I can get into now. I'm giving it a two just because I I like the fact that it's so whimsical and that like I feel like I could watch like it's like a film that my friend would have made or something in high school and I'm like it just gives me that vibe. So it, it, it makes me like nostalgic. I don't know why but this movie makes me nostalgic. Otherwise this movie would have been like a one or a zero for me. It's not I'm not a big fan. But because it's, like, not that bad um, on the nostalgia point, like, I feel like that's why I'm giving it that high of a score. Otherwise, it probably would have been, like, lower. I'm giving this one a 1 out of 10. Okay. I, I, I know. I, I know. Um, I'm, I know that we kind of our movie themes, like, by the month. And I know that we were doing kind of, like, cult classics slash, like, kind of, like, bad movies that are you know, could be cult classics this month. And I not not out of bias or anything as my pick being Hobgoblins, but so far of the movies that we've watched this month, I still feel like, although I gave Hobgoblins a two, I still feel like I would watch Hobgoblins again before I would watch Plan 9 from Outer Space. I felt like it was it was flat and in comparison to like hobgoblins like there were actually like some like funny moments in there that were so bad that they were funny that like I could like reference later in conversation I feel like plan nine from outer space while there was like the ending and you know how it all wrapped up I didn't feel that same I guess I, I didn't feel like that there were there were those lines that I could really make reference to later on in conversation. And I feel like that's a super important part of being a classic movie to me. 
I want to be able to, you know, like make reference to it. And it, it just wasn't there for me in this movie. So I'm giving it a one. I think it's funny because we were like, oh, Chantel is going to be the worst movie for the bad movie, um, like, uh, like month. But I think that Lena's going to be the winner. I think Lena's going to be the the worst <laughs> bad movie. Hey, we I haven't think it's watched gonna Cave be Man yet. I don't know. I think we you guys haven't have watched Caveman yet. So I the think jury's Caveman. still out. No, no, no. I think Caveman's going to be the best one. But remember, we're trying to see which one's the worst You're one. also biased. Uh-uh. I, I don't know. I, we'll see. We'll see. But I feel like right now, like, because we're not saying which one's the best movie. We're saying which one's the worst. So it's I actually know, good to be the worst. I watched Caveman. So you, the jury is still out on that one. I just want you guys to like my movie. <laughs> so then I, I just want you guys to like it. But um, it, it is still out because but the if whole. If we like it, then it's, it doesn't win. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm fine with that. But I You're definitely fine with losing. I'm fine with losing. But Lena's, I think, is definitely going to win for me at least at the moment, um, just because I already know what Caveman is about. But we'll see with you guys because the movie is, you know. But anyways, I guess let's just jump into um, the fun facts. What What do you got for us, Chantel? All right. So we were talking earlier about um, budget. And so while we were we were discussing that, I actually looked it up. So at the time, now this is this is 1959 money. Uh, the budget was sixty thousand dollars for this movie, which is nothing for a movie. Yeah, yeah, but it yeah at the time. So that that's not necessarily like sixty thousand dollars today. That's sixty thousand dollars in 1959. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did have to use their money wisely. So to save money, they used the same shower curtain throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I so saw they that. Used it as a door to the alien cockpit to unveil the bomb and once as an actual shower curtain. <laughs> yeah. I saw that and I was like, that's hilarious. I like I noticed it and I was like, are they just using like just like a one backdrop and that's just what they're going with? But okay, at least it's confirmed. <laughs> it's a shower curtain they were very wise with their use of a shower curtain. Um, In addition to that, another budget-friendly move that they made were that the tombstones in the cemetery were actually made of styrofoam and cardboard. A couple times during the film, you might be able to notice that they are either bouncing or falling over when they're brushed by by passing actors. Yeah. I feel like styrofoam, though, in backdrops is a common thing. The actors just weren't careful enough not to tip them over no i definitely see that that makes perfect sense because rocks and stuff when you're using them as stage or movie props very often rocks will also be made out of styrofoam because think about it if you throw a rock at someone it hurts Mm -hmm. but and we frequently see you know like during fight scenes particularly there's rocks or debris there's all this other stuff and it's like and we see the back you know, the behind the scenes footage and it's like, oh, this is styrofoam. Those actors just weren't careful. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm going with. Yeah, anyway. re- yeah, definitely a reason. Um, the scar worn by Tor Johnson, so that was like the bigger zombie guy, mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. to be moved every day because it caused severe skin irritation to his face. Oh. Jeez. So if you notice the scar was not in the same place throughout the entirety of the film. I mean, that's the beginning of like, um, like effects, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, for the most part. 
Sort of, yeah. They kind of been all yeah. around for a while, but yeah. Yeah. Um the this was the final film of Bella Lugosi. So aka Dracula. Not in this film, but he's well known for his Dracula role. Um he actually died before the film was finished. Oh. oh. Is that the, the old man? I'm assuming. Um I want to say so. That was. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the old man. Um, and then lastly, we had made mention to um, and questioned who maybe had funded this film. And actually, it was funded by a Baptist church. Yeah. So, Hence the religious men- statement at the end. Yeah, several members of the cast let themselves be baptized throughout the film, and this affected the actual title, which would have been Grave Robbers from Outer Space, but they didn't like that title, so Plan 9 from Outer Space. This It, it kind of confused me a little bit, though, too, because usually, in some cases, they do, but usually they don't, churches don't, at least Catholic churches, don't necessarily mix science with religion so much. They kind of keep them as like two separate strands of. Depending on who you talk to, Baptists are the exact same way. I feel like it's because at the ending, they're like, oh, you believe in God too. And he's like, of course, you know. And like, he's basically like, God will judge you guys, you know. And I'm just trying to be his servant type of thing. And like, I feel like that at the ending, that's where they really put it in, um, into it. But but I also think like back then I don't think they were as fanatic as we are now, um. So maybe that's why like they were mm. more open because I feel like back then we weren't as crazy about no it de- depending on who you spoke to it was the exact same thing. No, I just feel like we're more fanatic about things like that than we were in the past, yeah. but. No, nah, they were just as <laughs> because I they mean, like, were just they as go, spooky about go it. Yeah, way back when they were trying to figure out like was the Earth round or not, or um the like the development of the universe or gravity and like all of that. Like those were big, at least with Catholic. That that was like a big like, uh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> We we don't agree with that because that contradicts our our Bible basically. The Catholic Church was the universal church really for the longest yeah. time too. So like yeah. when we're talking re- big religion, you know, we're yep. Baptism is you know obviously this one was funded by a Baptist church, so they might be a little bit different in that aspect. But I guess I'm, my my upbringing is Catholic, so I was like my I was like, Wait a second. my upbringing is Baptist. <laughs> And it very much varies who you talk to, which church you are with. Um, de- depends on your levels of fanaticism and, you know, how much science will be believed as well. Because um, that was, Baptists came out of the Reformation and Lutherisms and they were afterwards. And they actually tend to be, especially if you're talking like base level Baptists, you're talking very much by the Bible kind of thing. I mean, no dancing, even, depending on where you are in the Baptist setting. So 
Is yeah. uh, Alita playing with her toys right now? She's playing with the balloons. She came uh. in. She followed me in and playing with the balloons. <laughs> so I hope it's not too loud. No, it's okay. I was just like, what is back there? And I was like, it's probably Alita. <laughs> it's Alita. She's toddling around. Enjoying the rest of her party decorations. Well, she likes to take the balloons and like carry them. Uh-huh. But she's not very steady, and so she's falling. It's a good thing she's got a cushion because yeah. she keeps falling on her butt. <laughs> and she's right. wearing a dress that doesn't help. Well, we had also created a new definition specifically for cult classic movies. So we are deciding is Plan Nine from Outer Space truly considered a cult classic based on the following criteria? Does it strike controversy or is shunned by mainstream viewers? Have a distinctive cult aesthetic different from most mainstream movies? Have a small growing fan base over time? And does it successful? Is it successful despite its budget? Lena, based on that definition. You know, is it successful despite its budget? No, this movie actually was not a success. <laughs> they apparently released it on a state uh, basis where the states decided who, like, how they were going to release this movie. I don't even know how much, I don't know if you guys found out how much mo- money this movie actually made. I couldn't find anything on that. Um, so I think. I think it's considered a cult classic, but at the same time, based on the definition, I don't think it meets quite all the criteria of being a cult classic. She's walking. So, uh, I did figure out how much it had made. No, oh, I'm looking at for you. Yeah, how much is yeah, it? It had made $5.9 million. Okay. So, yeah, based on off of that and the fact that it was definitely a movie that was going to be shunned by mainstream viewers it's a cult classic <laughs> yeah um because i mean it made quite a bit more and it definitely made more i believe than uh hobgoblins did that's true um i don't think that i can dispute that it is a cult classic there's from my research when doing like the trivia or the fun facts for this you know podcast it was undeniably a cult classic. Um, I don't know, you know, how much it's made to date, but it's definitely had the the controversy of like the religion and science and whatnot in this movie. Um, and it does have a growing fan base um, over time. Yeah, uh, the lead actor, Gregory Walcott, apparently disliked this movie quite seriously. And um, he said that this movie, 30 years later, has come back to haunt him. (laughs) Yeah, I I would have to say it is a cult classic. I just wasn't a fan. Okay. I'm going to say I can see why people would say it's a cult classic, but for me, it's a no. Um, I just I just can't get behind it being a cult classic, like Lena said. It's it's just not it. But that's that's pretty much it. I mean, unless you guys have anything else to say, 
I do not. <laughs> Other than Alita is walking and toddling around with her balloons. She's just enjoying the 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 fruits of our labor. <laughs> it's all a, a playground for her. But all right then. So I guess next week we're gonna do um caveman. Caveman. We'll see. All right. Where does it rate? I think it's gonna it's gonna I think you guys are gonna like it um, but yeah so I guess if anything we can watch it next weekend we'll get back to it but I do own it that's how much I yeah. loved it no I'm, I'm good if you want to come over Saturday to watch it I'd love to you know alright cool we can make um Chris watch too we can have a movie That'd night be good, now because he basement. didn't watch this with me alright so. I'd be able to understand what they're saying yeah it's just grunting so I feel Chris, like, like it's it. right up your alley. <laughs> so we'll see then. All right then. Then I will see you guys next weekend. Yep. Okay. Bye. Right. Bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the episode. I just wanted to remind you guys that we post every Sunday. So I hope to see you guys next weekend. Thank you. Bye.